Anthony Blinken, as we covered a little earlier, in fact, two hours or so ago, he has been speaking in Lithuania um, this morning. America's commitment to NATO's Article 5, he reminded us, is sacrosanct. In the face of the current crisis, the United States and Lithuania are united in our resolve to stand with Ukraine. We're surging security assistance to strengthen Ukraine's capacity to defend itself. We're increasing humanitarian aid to the Ukrainian people. We're raising the costs on the Kremlin and all who aid and enable it for continuing this war of choice. Just part of the list uh, itemized by Antony Blinken. Let's go to the United States, shall we, to Washington, D.C., because there's more than international diplomacy going on. The world of business is being affected by things as well. Greetings to Simon Marks with the news that the oil markets might be in for something of a change, Simon. Uh, Yes, I think uh, there's very little doubt about that now, Martin. We are seeing very clear evidence that the Biden administration is preparing the American public uh, for the prospect of a ban on all imports of Russian oil. That is not something that the Biden administration initially uh, planned to do. Indeed, they even carved out from the sanctions that the uh, president has already announced uh, the ability for the United States to pay Russia for oil imports, But uh, as uh, anxieties here in the United States are growing about the scale uh, of Russia's onslaught uh, in Ukraine, fueled as they are today by the uh, picture splashed on the top of the New York Times and a host of other uh, newspapers here taken by photographer Lindsay Adario uh, in uh, Earpin uh, over the weekend showing a uh, mother and her children lying dead on the street after Russian forces failed uh, to adhere to a ceasefire to allow humanitarian corridors uh, to take effect. That is really, I think, pushing public opinion in the direction uh, of a ban on Russian oil imports. The Prime Minister has an editorial today in the New York Times in which he is calling uh, for more action to be taken, including a ban on oil imports, also saying that every single Russian bank should be expelled from SWIFT, the interpayment system uh, from which some Russian banks were exempted a few days ago by the Biden administration. So uh, these efforts are aimed at sending an even more clarion message to Moscow that the United States finds Russia's actions in Ukraine wholly unacceptable with some branches of the American government beginning to build the case that Vladimir Putin and members of his inner circle may have committed war crimes. I think the unknowable aspect to all of this is just how much pain at the pumps are American motorists prepared to endure? I mean, there are majorities of Americans telling opinion pollsters here that they favour now a ban on Russian oil imports, but you can see the price of petrol ticking up all over the country in California, up again this weekend, the average price of a gallon of uh, petrol there now $5.35. That's uh, more than a dollar up from where things uh, stood just a few days ago and a ban on those Russian oil imports is further going to see uh, price rises because of course supplies will diminish and therefore uh, the price will increase and you're already getting a sense of that uh, on global oil markets where the uh, uh, price of a barrel of uh, Brent crude this morning uh, was trading at above $126 uh, per barrel. I'm just looking at the numbers now. I think right now it's trading at $100 
$123.86 a barrel. So it slipped back a bit. But I think, Martin, the last time you and I spoke on Friday, it was about $95 a barrel. So that gives you a sense of the direction. It's quite a bump Uh, for one weekend, isn't it? It's amazing, isn't it? Okay. Um, just Just to bring into the conversation a bit of information I'm just seeing from a couple of sources here about what Russia has been asking for. Just to, to share with you, you may be seeing this yeah. from your own American yeah. sources here, Simon, um, that Dmitry Peskov, who's the foreign minister for Ukraine, Russia told Ukraine it could halt the operation at any moment if Kyiv were to meet Russian conditions, which would be, one, they recognise Crimea as Russian, as well as the independence of those two new areas in the southeast corner, the DNR and LNR, uh, in the Donbass region, and three, um, a second, third term, Ukraine must amend the constitution and renounce its claim to join any bloc. In other words, they can't join the EU, they can't join NATO. Well, those are things which, I mean, and to confirm, uh, of course, Ukrainians have said no, because they're asking for the ridiculous. They're not going to concede those points, are they? No, of course not. Those are what the United States and NATO have already, for weeks, described as non-starters. One more bit of news that's breaking. I see that the Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov and the Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba have now agreed to meet in southern Turkey on Thursday, be the first face-to-face talks between the two of them since the Russian invasion of Ukraine began. I think it's interesting uh, that that news is coming uh, as uh, shortly after the Kremlin uh, made those demands uh, of the Ukrainians. The Kremlin knows that those demands are all absolute non-starters. I mean, Ukraine's already submitted membership documents to the European Union as a result of Russia's invasion and has been put on a fast track uh, for membership potentially by European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen. Uh, Recognising Crimea as part of Russia is, is, uh, from a Ukrainian perspective, also no-go because they argue Crimea is sovereign Ukrainian territory and should never have been uh, invaded by Russia in the first place back in 2014. And they'll uh, advance the same argument, of course, to the eastern uh, region of Ukraine. But I think that there will be some strategy here wondering if those demands coupled with this news that Sergei Lavrov and Dmitry Kuleba are to meet in Turkey on Thursday is a possible indication that the Russians are beginning to recognise that this invasion hasn't gone the way they anticipated. US uh, um, military officials yesterday uh, on background were telling reporters that they believed that that massive military convoy that was heading to Kiev remains stalled, possibly due to lack of fuel. Uh, We've seen reports that the Russians uh, having encountered far more Ukrainian resistance than they anticipated uh, are now, according to the reporting of the Wall Street Journal, seeking to hire mercenaries in Syria and bring them to the battlefield uh, in Ukraine. Um, And we've also seen vivid demonstrations over the weekend in that captured city of Kherson that even if the Russians do succeed in taking control of parts of Ukraine, there's going to be massive civil resistance to any kind of long-term Russian occupation and rule. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see whether this meeting on Thursday between Sergei Lavrov and Dmitry Kuleba goes ahead in southern Turkey and whether it indicates any uh, suggestion that Moscow might be looking for some kind of an off-ramp here. Yeah, and interesting, that's a, that's a NATO country, isn't it? Yeah, So absolutely. Sergei Lavrov yes. is going to fly 
Presumably he'll get special permission well, to fly into NATO airspace. to travel there. He would have to do that, wouldn't he? It's described as a forum in southern Turkey. I'm not sure if there's some kind of forum that was already taking place in southern Turkey that they're going to be uh, attending. It doesn't sound like this is specifically uh, for their uh, negotiations. It's going to be in Antalya, yes. according to the Turkish foreign minister. Just seeing that now. Okay. Simon, thank you very much indeed. The very latest then from Washington, D.C.